tonight, if you would please, I'd like for you to turn to Psalms 27. Psalms 27. I uh, get faced a lot with what is it like in the Christian life or to live the Christian life. I've told this story so many times, I guess people get tired of hearing it, but I get a thrill out of telling it every time. And like the man over at our lake place, uh, we go to eat with him at his restaurant, sit down with him. He said, well, first thing he asks us every time we sit down with him, what has the Lord done for you today? And we'll tell him something that the Lord has done, and he gets all mad at us, really. <laughs> Like one man done our plumbing over there and didn't charge us a thing. He said, I cannot believe that that very plumber's doing my plumbing in my house right now. He's going to charge me $2,800. <laughs> and he said, he's doing it for you for nothing? He said, I don't understand that. Now, the only reason I mention that again tonight is for this reason. I'm a Christian. I have a Heavenly Father. My Heavenly Father watches over me. Amen? And... Me and my wife is a testimony that we've been serving the Lord all these years, doing the best we can. That's all I've ever asked God to let me do. The best I can to serve Him with all my heart, all my soul, and all my strength. And I'm going to do it as long as I have breath to do it. And I believe with all my soul, uh, like a, a couple at the funeral service uh, Friday, uh, came in my office, sat down with me, and how long have you and Mrs. Strong been married? I said, 65 years. And they said, uh, what do you contribute uh, being married that long? Well, the first thing I said to them is commitment. Committing ourselves to one another. The other one is, and it should have been first, that we're both Christians. And we honor God in our marriage. And uh, I believe that that's why we have stayed together this long. And I could stand here all night and tell you of the blessings that God has been on us and our family and our family members. And I contributed to one thing. I'm a Christian. By that, I mean I've been born again. I've been saved by the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, a lot of people, when you say you're a Christian... They don't say the same thing. They, they, they don't uh, give you the definition of a real Christian. That is, a Christian is one that has trusted the Lord Jesus Christ and Him alone to save their soul. Now, being a Christian, a Christian's life is one, number one, of forgiveness of sin. Did you know a lot of people struggle with this matter of being forgiven? And uh, of all kinds of things... I'm, say, I'm talking about saved and unsaved. They struggle with being unforgiven. My hardest part was that when I was 26 years old, I got saved. It was hard for me to understand that God had forgiven all my past sins. And I, I just marveled at that. That God had put all my sins behind Him. He put them in the deepest sea. He'll never look at them on them again. And finally, one day I realized it's by the grace of God I was saved anyhow. And I give God the credit for saving. I said, I declare, if all my sins are gone. But then I got to study in the Bible. 
And the more I studied the Bible, I realized not only my past sins were forgiven, but my present sins were forgiven and my future sins were forgiven. In other words, every sin that I would ever commit, Jesus has forgiven me. And a lot of people don't have that pleasure. They don't have that peace. And one of the greatest things about being a Christian is I don't fear God in the, in the respect like I did before I was saved. Before I was saved, uh, man alive, I thought God was after me because I was, went to assembly of God and they taught me uh, God's going to get you if you do wrong. And I, as a little boy, and I thought God was up there with a big club going to hit me on the head any time I'd done wrong. That was my view as a little boy of God. And then when I got saved, I said, man, it's good to be saved. It's good to be forgiven. And listen to what Genesis 3 and verse 8 said. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. Did you know the Bible has a lot to say about being afraid of God? Sin causes that. Sin causes fear to rise up in the heart and the thoughts of meeting a live God face to face. When I really think about that, if I'm not careful, that's a terrifying thought. To stand before a live God. One that made the heavens and the earth and made us, and He could snuff me out just by speaking a word if He wanted to. And sometimes I tremble at the fact, but then the sweet peace of God comes back to me, but you're forgiven. You're His Son. You're a child of God. And there's no other thought in the world better than that. Isaiah 12 verse 2 said, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He also has become my salvation. Just because Jesus died for our sins, we who trust Him can come to God Almighty in complete confidence that we know He loves us. You know, a lot of time we hear, I hear people quote or speak John 3.16 and it's just like they quote it and it's just, you know, pass it by. But think about that for just a minute. John 3.16 said, For God so loved you. Amen? That's a tremendous statement. But that's me. I'm a Christian. He loves me and I know it. He is my strength. Psalms 3 verse 5 said, I lay me down and slept. I wait for the Lord, smiteth me, abstaineth me. I mean, you see, salvation prepares us to meet our God. It's the blood of Jesus Christ applied by faith to our sins that make the difference. Did you know that I can approach God right here just like I prayed a while ago? I'm not praying for you to hear me. I'm I'm praying I'm there at the throne of God laying my petitions before Him. And you know what I found out? God welcomes me there. I'm not afraid to go there now because I've applied the blood of Jesus Christ and because of that, I can go directly to the throne of God. Now listen, the Christian life is one of favor of the Lord. Verse 4 said, One thing I have desired of the Lord, that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in His temple. The favor of our Lord is, 
we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. No hell for us. Amen. You think about that. We shall behold His beauty. One thing I look forward to is seeing the beauty of the Lord. I, I love to read the Psalms and Ecclesiastes and I get over in, in uh, the Song of Solomon and man life. I look forward to seeing my Savior when I read how beautiful He is in His glory. We shall be allowed to inquire in His temple. In other words, we get our prayers answered. The third thing, the Christian life is one of protection. Notice what verse 5 says. For in a time of trouble he shall hide me in his provision. In the secret of his temple shall he hide me. He shall set me up upon a rock. Number one, Jesus protects his own from the devil. The old devil causes us many problems, but we shall. Because he is the devil, he's already defeated. Amen. And Jesus said He would protect me from him. Number two, the devil can't get me. You know why? Jesus said He holds me in His hand. You think about that for just a minute. If I'm in the hand of Jesus, did you know there's nothing can get to me unless God allows it? Not one thing. No heartache, no trouble. The devil himself, uh, demons out of hell can't get to me. Why? Because I'm in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm in Him and He's in me, the book of Romans says. The Christian life is sometimes a time of being forsaken by family. Verse 10 says, When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. One of the hardest things after I got saved was to realize that me and my older brother couldn't get along anymore because he was a different denomination than I was. In fact, he had a book uh, that he got from his church, How to Defeat a Baptist. And he come over to my house and for eight hours. He tried to get me to, uh, to become a Church of Christ. I had to be baptized in the pool of water in the Church of Christ or I wasn't going to heaven. And we argued back and forth. And anyhow, I settled it. And as a verse of Scripture kept coming back, I was just saved. I didn't know much about the Bible, but I remembered one verse. I know in whom I have believed and am able. He is able to keep me against that day. And I said, I declare, that settles it all. It's not water. It's not speaking in tongues right up and down the aisles of a church or some other great thing. It's who you believe in. Verse 10, I want you to, when my father and my mother or any of my kin, people, anybody else forsakes me, Jesus said, He'll take me up. He'll take care of me. The Bible says, Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for a friend. And Jesus, our friend, lay down his life for us. Did you ever notice when hard times come, most of our so called friends run the other way? I never will forget a good buddy of mine. He was kidding. But I said this to Shelly yesterday. I called Shelly and I needed something from Shelly. I said, Shelly, you know what a friend in need is? It's a pest. That's what he used to tell me all the time. I wanted to buy my buddy. I wanted to borrow his lawnmower years ago. And I called him asking. He said, you know what a friend in need is? He said, it's a pest. 
And you, you know what I found out being a real Christian? I found out a lot of my old friends don't like me anymore. When they leave me, though, the Bible says that God will take me up. And He'll take care of me. The Christian life is one of fresh strength. Verse 14 says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. I tell people that if they're married, their wife dies, or the husband dies, or they get a divorce, or some great tragedy takes place in their life, there's one thing I give them advice. Wait. Don't do anything major for one year. Just wait on the Lord. And usually, and I've never seen it fail, let's put it that way, God will work out our problems. Did you know I don't find my problem? And I'm not going to argue with somebody. I won't even argue with you about the Bible. I'm going to show them preach it because I know it's true. I don't have to argue about it. I just preach it and leave it alone. God said you take care of it. And so as far as, far as uh, needing somebody there with me and needing strength to hold on, the Bible said all i got to do is wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Isaiah 40, Isaiah 41 is two of the precious chapters in the Bible. The Christian life is one of the to be sought after. Then the Christian life is one to be lived. You know, I wouldn't trade being a Christian for anything in the world. I tell young people all the time, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I believe I could have made a real good living with Shell Oil Company. I really do. I was superintendent for them when God called me to preach. I believe God. I believe I could have made a real good living. For in fact, I was making a good living. And I got saved. I gave up that job. I didn't know what I was going to do. And it's so strange to me that I encourage young people. You know, I'd rather be the a preacher of the Word of God than to be in any other occupation in the world. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart. You know, every time that I need something, it's always there. Every time I need something, God supplies it. Now, you can't explain that. You can mess with it all you want to. You'll never understand that. Me and my wife was praying uh, for something. We need some money for pay a bill. And there's a man called me from Newport, Richie. And he said, uh, Brother Strom, you pray for my business. Uh, my business is not doing good. I said, I sure will. Pray with him on the phone about his business. About two, two or three weeks later, he sent me a 20-something, I forgot, $2,500 or something like that, check in the mail. He said, I want to be a blessing to you because God has blessed my business. Now, you try that. You go over there and tell that guy you own $2,500. He'll laugh you out of town. He would laugh me out of town if I went see him because I didn't know him that much. But here I was praying with him and we had a need and he got his met and I got mine met. That's God working in the Christian life. And I believe with all my soul I practice it and I love the Christian life. And I, I just love to pray for people. And you know what I told a lady one day? I went to visit her two little boys coming to our church. They were sick. I went to visit them in the home. 
And I said, I'd like to pray for your boys while I'm here about their health. And uh, she said, well, I pray for them all the time. And I said, ma'am, are you born again? Are you a child of God? She said, no, I'm not, no. She said, but I appreciate you taking care of my kids, getting them safe. And I pick them up on the bus, bring them to church and everything. And she said, but I pray for them all the time. I said, ma'am, I hate to disappoint you, and I don't want to say nothing hard to hurt your feelings, but I must tell you the truth. You can't pray for your children. You're not a child of God. My heavenly Father is God. According to the Bible, your, your father's the devil. You're unsaved. She said, oh, no, I can't. Yes, it is. That's a fact. Did you know a Christian is the only one that can pray to God and get Him to listen to us and answer our prayers? So don't tell me that Christian life is not a good life. It's the best thing in the world you could ever do is live the Christian life. Another reason I like to live the Christian life is is to be a testimony to people. I went out to play golf several years ago now at Diamond Hill Golf Course, and they have a place there. If you go in and pay, and it's sort of like a bar, but it's a cold drink, candy bar, whatever. And I walked in the door, and I, the, the lady that's behind the counter, uh, she came over to me and she said, Pastor Strong, would you uh, pray for my mother? She's very sick. Right there. In that place, I prayed for her mother. Coming back to play golf a couple more weeks, she said, can you believe how good my mother's doing? Now, she recognized that I was a Christian, and she asked me to pray for her. Now, let me tell you something. Only a Christian life can do that. Amen? What I'm saying is, it's a wonderful privilege to be a Christian and to live that Christian life. That's the reason I'm never ashamed to invite somebody to come to Christ. Because it's a better life. Amen? Stand with me, please. Heavenly Father, it's so good to be with your people tonight. And Lord, we've talked to everyone here. We know we're Christians. And Father, I ask you to go with us out of this place. Help us to live it before the world, the Christian life. The Lord Jesus Christ in us, help us to live it out that people might see what the Christian life really is. It's a joy. It's peace. Oh, Lord, it's so good to be saved. Bless us tonight. Now we pray. Go with us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you so much for being here tonight. Seven thirty. Okay. You come like you're supposed to get a good start.